0: Welcome back, true believers. I'm Thomas Brando Greenman, and you're listening to the You're Not My Father podcast. Everyone could use a little fatherly advice, no matter what your age is. So we're here to provide that advice, wisdom, humor, motivation, and inspiration to help you live a better life. So without further ado, let's do this. I couldn't do a whole season of just inspirational stuff without giving people more of what's going on and kind of keep you up to date as to what's been happening in the life, in the life, in the life of me, life of my family. Um, it's, it's been a crazy busy year. You know, The older I get, the, I don't know, I, I, I feel like I'm doing more, but also less. It's a weird kind of sensation. You know, I go places, I do things, and part of me still feels like, geez, you should probably get out and do some more stuff. Uh, It really does feel that way, which is kind of weird. But I don't know. I I was trying to figure out what I was going to say on this podcast, because this is an extras episode. This is not a true, like curated content, this is just completely off the fly, I didn't prepare for this, it was just like, I feel like I need to do this and um, yeah, so this year was kind of kind of strange, you know, we kind of leaving off the, the last couple episodes of um, You're Not My Father um, wait a minute yeah yeah <laughs> God, I feel so stupid. Um I've been sick for the past several days and um yeah, it's it's kind of late at night and um yeah. <laughs> so to forget like is that really my podcast name? I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh my god, and just having an airhead moment. Um what have I been doing? Jeez, what haven't I been doing? Um so, I I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but I've been doing stuff on my community patrol. So, I volunteer for that. Um, it's not a big ask. I, I don't do a whole lot of that on a regular basis, but um, it, it's kind of important stuff. Um, you know, we adopted two more cats. So, now we're up to four. Um, I think I mentioned already that Sophia's and saxophone. Um, so I, around the 1st the of May, we went camping, which is pretty early in our season for, for us. You know, it can still be a bit chilly. And so we did that. We went and went camping. So kind of kind of started off the spring, summer with a bang and did that. And that was, that was cool. That was our first real camp out with the kids and the family Um, during COVID tried to do it once and we picked the wrong time. And believe it or not, camping Alaska is not, it's not as simple as just going out and camping somewhere. I mean, you could, you know, very, very primitive stuff. But if you wanted to go to a campsite, they fill up pretty quick. Uh, Let's see what else Um, we've been pretty involved in our church um volunteered quite a bit in that um yeah I won't get into too many details on that but um we've spent a lot of time at church and helping with a, a lot of different things there so that's that's been it's been a big part of our time um what else honestly I'm just scrolling through pictures <laughs> I think it's probably the easiest way to, to do that. Um, Conan and Sophia both went to new schools. That was a big change. Um, really close to us. Um, unfortunately, though, we have to wait and pick them up. So rearranging the schedules pretty difficult. Um, but, but it works out. Um, they're no longer in Taekwondo. Um, so that that has some advantages and disadvantages. Um, let's see. I got elected to a professional board association. <laughs> no, I got elected to a uh, board position for a professional association, um, which is a pretty big deal in my field. Um, so that was kind of actually very surprising. Um, and one of my friends he got elected too, and that was really cool. Um and we were running against each other, but somehow or another we ended up both getting on there. So that was uh <laughs> that was a uh, that was weird and it was a blessing in disguise and yeah, it was I don't know, blessing in disguise. It wasn't in disguise. It was just a blessing. There you go. Let's just call it what it is. Um what else? I mean, so I've I've traveled quite a bit this year, um, flown, I don't know how many places, um, I was up, I was in Clearwater at the beginning of the year, um, and then I went to Florida twice, actually no, three times this year, which is growing up in Florida, that was probably too, too many times, but, um, it was okay. Um, from a business perspective, things have gone incredibly well. We've had our, our best year yet, um, which is saying something. Um, pretty, pretty cool. Um, we went to the Highland Games, the Scottish Highland Games in Alaska, and that was very, very cool for me. My kids, eh, they didn't quite get it. Um, what else? Um, oh, man, geez, I don't know. I mean, with all the things that we've done, I, you know, I, I did more woodworking this year. I um, actually got more tools, so I'm kind of developing that old man type of habit or hobby or, or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess probably the reason why I wanted to actually say something in in a separate episode from everything else. If you've listened to season four, episode one, um, I talked for a little bit about my dad and I, I kind of wrote it and talked about it, but I, I didn't really dive into my feelings or, or whatever. And, um, he he died two days before I was supposed to go on vacation and see him. And it was uh it was sad. It was really sad. Um I wasn't ready for it at all. Um I was I was at home whenever I got the news. And it, it was it was a weird day. So I I was contemplating like, you know, here's what I'm gonna do on vacation, here's where we're gonna go. We're gonna see family, and part of me wanted to see my uh, my former, old past uh, uh, father-in-law. He was a uh, he was a Methodist minister, and he was really the one who I think he really kind of set me down the path of, of being spiritual from a religious standpoint. He, he was a he was a beautiful man he was caring he was wise um he was patient he he was very very humble and it was he inspired me more so than probably many people have ever done and you know i one of our last conversations that we'd had I asked him, I was like, you know, well, what does all this mean? If you could sum up everything and, you know, what, what would it, what would it mean? You know, religion. And he said it was all about love, you know, paraphrasing it, of course. And it always kind of stuck with me and you know, I've told my wife, you know, what he said and she didn't really, I, I don't know if she really kind of agreed with me so much. But as we've been doing, um, going to church and Bible study and, you know, not to get too religious, but I mean, it's my story. Um, yeah, I I felt kind of, I, I felt more educated about the topic and I could really see where he was coming from, where he was talking about Christ and, um. Everything being about love. And it was, uh, anyway. <laughs> so that day I, I, I've, I, w- I was looking to, to talk to him. Um, he had given me a, a pair of bookends, and I think they were bookends that he had whenever he was seminary. And they've got his initials on them. And I was like, you know, I, I enjoy these things. I, I love them. They mean something to me, but, you know his his daughter that I was married to has a family, lots of kids, and I was just like, I wonder, I wonder if he would want to pass those on to them. And I was even contemplating just visiting him and just kind of stopping in and, and maybe seeing a service because my understanding was he was still doing sermons and um, doing services, and yeah, you know, I, I felt conflicted and I kept flip flopping back and forth. And I was like, you know, well, let me just find out, you know, I'll get the information, then I'll, I'll make a judgment call. And if, if that ends up being where I, what we do while we're down there, um, sure. And so I was looking and I couldn't find where he was at. And I was like, well, that's kind of odd. So I was, I did some more information and kind of find out he had passed, um, earlier in the year, um, few months before and um, at least I think so or it could have been the year before I was just kind of taken aback and um, I mean it really weighed heavy on my heart and so like an hour later you know I I picked up the kids from school, I'm working here at the house and I see a message in Microsoft teams and my wife works with me and she says, uh, hold on. Margie's calling me my stepmother. I was like, go. Oh, okay. Like, she doesn't do that that often, but whatever. And um, probably like 20 minutes later, I saw my wife on the camera. She pulled up in the driveway and the only thing I could think of was, you know, something's happened to dad. I could see the correlation between it. It was like Margie calls Julie. Julie shows up unannounced. And I'm like, no. And then I, I walk over, she's coming up the stairs and she's she's already crying. And I, I I'd already known but I, I it was just it, it was it was rough. And You know, what I talked about in in the last episode was that um, my kids had different reactions and I was kind of numb to it. And even now, it doesn't quite kind of feel the same, you know. I'm still not sure. I just haven't really processed all the grief. And I'm not sure if I ever will. And and this is two days before we're about to leave and go on vacation. And the vacation part doesn't upset me. I mean, none of that really upsets me. It's just that, you know, just two days. It could have been, I could have seen him. And, you know, he passed away in his sleep. (laughs) And... I just kind of have to laugh because one of the first things that pop in my mind is, you know, he wanted some tacos. (laughs) Margie had left that day to, to go get some medicine and groceries and stuff like that. She'd ask him what he wanted. And he's like, yeah, I want tacos. And, um, I don't know. It's just kind of the, the realistic part of him. You know that, hey, I want tacos (laughs) I don't know. It's so hard to really kind of fathom you know what he was he was thinking, you know, did he was he planning that this was going to happen and I don't know. It's it's so hard to tell. Oh man. but I don't want this to be a depressing episode. I, I just kind of wanted to share my thoughts and what we did. and You know, we fly, we get there and everything's kind of strange, you know, in, in their house that, you know, he's not here, that, you know, it's just, It's so alien. It's it's foreign. You know what do you do? And so I've I've got like two or three days there. You know, and I'm doing everything I can do to help. And Margie's got a a great family and support system. And yeah, I'm, I'm. slowly come to the realization that um, I'm the shepherd now in the family. You know, at one point I was the under shepherd and, you know, realistically I was a shepherd probably for a long time, but dad, dad held that role. That was, he was the, the one who, it's like you went to him, you know, if you needed an ultimate ruling on something, you know, he was, he was the person that you did that with, you know, he was my father. And so after that, you know, it just changed. He was, he told me so many times over the past year, how proud he was of me. And I have to think, you know, was was he thinking, you know, Hey, any day now, or, you know, maybe sometime in the future, this is going to happen. But he was, he was always pleased. Towards the end, I think he really, he didn't have anything to complain about, <laughs> for the most part. I mean, he would quibble about certain things. He's like, yeah, hey, you need to lose some weight," you know. You got to take care of better. Take better care of yourself, and you know there were minor quibbles, but outside of that, you know. I think I did right by him, you know, as far as being a son and staying in trouble and whatnot. Not to say that I was perfect, but you know in the grand scheme of things with this podcast and the way things go, I'm I'm the father now. You know, I, I don't have somebody to I don't have that father figure anymore. But I'll tell you this, um, you know, over the past several months, you know, I I know that this is, I've tried to keep this podcast to a non-religious type of podcast, you know, to keep it accessible to people of any different faiths and cultures and whether you're spiritual or not. So I, I hope that you, if you're listening to this and you're not spiritual or maybe you don't believe in a higher power that you, you find some wisdom in, in what I'm saying. But, um, I've been going to a couple different things. I've been going to a life group and a study group and they're made of these people. And, and that's not a derisive, you know, chuckle. It was just like, it's more me laughing at my own self that, you know, these people are so different. And the reality of it is, is that these people are awesome people. They're really good people. I mean, at least as far as I know, but they, they inspire me. They help me be a better person. And it's a wonderful support system, you know, and I know I watch like the men's study group I go to. It's like these guys are—they've really got their stuff together in a lot of ways, and they're not ashamed of the things that they don't have. You know, you know, they don't have certain like they're not perfect, and they're—they're they're not ashamed of it. But you know, they're trusting in God. Christ to make them better. And they're looking for wisdom. And realistically, the Bible has so much wisdom in it. A lot of things like you would count on, like fatherly advice and whatnot. And I'm not trying to proselytize. I'm not trying to say, you know, read the Bible and become a spiritual person if you're not. Um, But if you're open to that... (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I do have to say, as a person of faith, I am compelled to proselytize. But I'm going to try to leave that out of this. I don't want to shove anything down anybody's throats. But I guess the biggest takeaway is that the time I spend with these people and their thoughts and their actions and their ideas and, and their love and their respect for each other. It's beautiful. You know, and it reminds me of something that was special in my life, um, the Masonic Lodge. You know, that you had all these guys that, regardless of age, rank, or race, or anything, um, as long as you believed in a higher power, they came together and they treated each other like brothers. Yeah, I was like a punk little 25-year-old kid, 26, I don't know, something like that. And um, these older guys, you know, big-time people, they were just kind and considerate to me. And it it was amazing. It was just like being in the dark, and now you're in the light. And in a lot of ways, that's how this is to me. So, coming out of my father's death, you know, I have these strong male role models that are inspiring me to be a better father, you know, a better husband, a better person to the world, and to really serve others. And not to really look for. Personal glory, but to bring glory to God. And I'm sorry if if this is too religious, but um, I'm not, I'm not planning on making this a a part of every episode. But again, you know, it's my story about what happened, and and this is what happened, and it wasn't like my father's death death death, spun me to this place. I was already on this path, you know, beginning or the end of last year. Um, and I've always been a spiritual person. I, I just, I think I've always felt like I was in the woods, wandering with limited information. And I wasn't a, wasn't actively reading the bible i mean i like to think at one point i read the bible or maybe power skimmed through it and just but whatever it was i did it wasn't it didn't um, didn't stick it didn't it didn't gain a bunch of wisdom or knowledge not really not at all so Anyway, um, kind of travel back in time a little bit. So I'm on vacation, and um, you know, we're my time there is at, at, at an end. You know, we've got to go to um, our condo that we rented, and it's a nice condo, it's really nice. Um, kind of made me feel like, you know, hey, you know, all this hard work and saving and trying to push the ball forward feels like it's it's paying off. You know, I've I feel like part of my dreams are coming true. And the only thing I can think of you know, is is I wish my family was all together with my father and he could see my wonderful kids and my wonderful wife. And they could have more time together. We spent a lot of time with my wife's family. As a matter of fact, the vast majority of our vacation... It was good. And I'm thankful for for my work family to be able to hold the fort down while we were both out. It wasn't like we didn't have to do any work. We did, but it wasn't crazy. There wasn't anything on fire or burning down. We got got to enjoy our time. And honestly, I wasn't afraid to tell people that my father just passed away and I was, I needed time. So if I had customers texting me or whatever, um, I wasn't afraid to tell them the truth. I was like, why not? You know, it's, you know, I always put my whatever I've got going on ahead of, (laughs) sorry, I always put whatever they've got going on ahead of my own needs. And I was like, you know, not this time. You know you've got to you got to make time for the, the important things in life, and this was an important time. Yeah, I needed to I needed to get my head straight and come back and be ready to work again. I didn't need to kill myself with stress and worrying. And so I came back. And for a while, it was good. I felt better. And then a week later, I had to fly to another business conference. <laughs> and um, it was also good. I got to, get to hang out with some really good people. Some really good people I call friends. And um, a lot of work to be done, a lot of information to process, but um, it was worth the trip. It was really the people that I connected and reconnected with that made it worthwhile. Because honestly, if it wasn't for them, I probably would have canceled. I probably just would not have gone. But sometimes it's about the relationships you have. It's not to say that, you know, I don't care about these people if if there wasn't a business need for it. Quite the opposite. You know, I kind of feel like these are the people I want to trust with my business and do things because they are awesome people. Um so anyway, <laughs> um yeah, so I I get back from that and I don't know. It just there's there's been something missing that entire time since Dad passed away. You know, it's been it's been a few months. I've cried and choked up here and there, and I wonder wonder a lot of things from a spiritual perspective. Um, he was not a believer. Not a believer at all. And what I believe in means that he is not going to see me in an afterlife. And I have, I have a crisis of faith all the time. You know, is there truly an afterlife or is it lights out? You know, is. Is my faith in God unfounded? You know, I question these things a lot. And in a lot of ways, it makes my faith stronger with these questions. And you know what? If I'm wrong or somebody else is right, if I'm dead, what does it matter? But I don't want to think about that. And I don't want to think about whether Dad's light has just been snuffed out. and He won't be there. It's all hard things to to process and deal with. And I can't give you that answer as to what's the best thing. Actually, I can. I think I might have found it out here recently it's whatever it is that you make it cuz no matter what you're doing you know you might have this thought that whatever you're making like if you're making something food or a project or art or a craft you know it needs to meet somebody's approval and it doesn't doesn't have to. I mean unless that's what you're doing for sure. I mean if that's the goal, if that's like this person has to sign off on this and approve it. For sure. There you go. But if that's not the case, if it's just for you, you're doing it, and you're not selling it to him or giving it to him or whatever, but you feel like you need to validate what it is you're doing by somebody else's standards. Stop. Stop it. if you need to learn and advance your craft and that's what you're trying to do is to get further along and you need somebody to critique it for you so you can get better okay, yeah, I get that but if it doesn't matter and it's just a matter of opinion the only opinion that matters is yours so if you want to debate Whether or not there's an afterlife or what happens after you die, it's yours. It's your decision. But if you need help, help is out there. You just have to ask for it. But let me tell you, if you enjoy chocolate milk <laughs> and chili cheese Fritos for breakfast, you don't need somebody else to validate that for you. You can have that. By the way, that is not me, but I know a person that enjoys that, and uh, I think he's he's come to the realization probably several years ago that it didn't matter what somebody else thought. You know, did it make him happy? It did. So do it. Go for it. I think that's stuff that uh, my dad would definitely agree with. He didn't agree with religion at all. He was that different kind of guy. But yeah. I'll tell you something else. My sister, she left our family probably in 2002. She left. She checked out. She walked away from it all. She'd already walked away from half of it before. But I mean, this time she really, she checked out. It wasn't going to she wasn't coming back. She still hasn't come back. And um, Dad tried for years to try to talk to her, ask me periodically. And she just didn't want to have anything to do with him. And I think Dad was concerned, you know, hey, she doesn't get anything. And it's like, you know, that didn't leave that much anything. But, um, yeah, she didn't like dad for lots of reasons. You know, dad was a product of the forties. World war two. He had racist tendencies. I wouldn't say he was an absolute racist. I don't think he hated People in general, because of their race, I think he, uh, I think he hated stupid people. So if he was gonna be an ist about something, it was gonna be against stupid people. But there were plenty of times that he did racist things, made racist comments, and I think that's one of the things that made my sister want to walk away. Yeah, and that was her right, I guess. But, you know, she threw out everybody with that. And I really think she has mental problems, or did, or still does, I'm not sure. Sure. But I don't believe in this whole cancel culture thing that somebody makes a mistake, does something stupid, and you're going to ruin their whole life. You know, it's the biblical, let let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And the thing is that we all are sinners. We're all done something bad if you held us without redemption without forgiveness for one thing we've done well you might as well call it planet prison or whatever cancel everybody you just can't do that I'm not trying to give my dad forgiveness because I already have. I mean, I understand where he's at. I don't condone the things that he ever did. I don't think they're right. The comedian part of me thinks some of the things that he's done over the years have been funny in a bad way. Um, certainly not the, the overt racist things, but, um, I guess where I'm going at it is he was a good person that did some bad things. And he was also a good person that did some amazing things for people. And you just can't write somebody off for their mistakes. You know, like the balance scale. You know, one bad deed doesn't erase a lifetime of goodness. And from a spiritual perspective, people will argue that you don't need to do acts acts of faith or good deeds to, to buy your way into heaven. and I don't think that either but there's spiritual matters and then there's human matters and I think that the things that you do that are good matter to other people and I'm not condoning anything bad at all or that people should do bad or any of that stuff what I am condoning is that people do good. Do more good. Be a better person. and Don't let yourself wallow in hate and self-pity and doubt because you've made a mistake, screwed up something. It's okay. Just keep going. We've all made mistakes. You know, having a pretty good memory... I can remember a lot of my mistakes vividly. They pop up during random times. And if I let those memories get in the way of everything, i would I ever do anything good again. No, I don't know if that's what they call imposter syndrome, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where you think you're not worthy. We're not worthy. (laughs) You can't be this person because you know, you don't fit this sort of ideal. And it's wrong. You can be a good person. You can do good. That's what I'm getting at. Oh. <sighs> so I hope I'm doing some good here. I hope you don't walk away from this and think it's okay to be racist. It's okay to be a sinner. Not saying that at all. <laughs> what I'm saying is that if you've made mistakes, you can still be good. Don't carry that baggage around. And if people don't like you because you've done something wrong in the past, I get it. You know, and this is not one size fits all wisdom either. I mean, I've seen people we all know, you just watch the news, there's people that are murderers, and and do vast, heinous things. I'm not talking about that. Hopefully there are no serial killers or criminals that are, despicable criminals that do majorly horrible things listening to the show ever. But, you know, if you pick a thing, pick something minor that you're ashamed about, Don't let it hold over your head. Oh man. I can't believe I'm getting in spiritual stuff and weighing out what, what sin's worse than another and all that other stuff. I mean, geez, these are the things I just said I would never talk about. And hopefully I, I don't continue down this path because I don't want this podcast to be a uh, I don't want it to be that. I want people to listen and hopefully I can be a father to all and help people no matter what. Unless you're Hitler level bad person. And I'm sorry, I got no advice for that. (laughs) At all, not at all. Oh, I think that's it. I, you know, this is. Yeah, I think we're caught up. I <laughs> guess you guys don't need to know everything else that's happened. Oh, my summer vacation It's pretty busy. I lost one of the most important people in my life. And I'm still recovering from it. But I'm hopeful. Things are looking pretty good. And I'm ready to take my father's place. May I live at least as long as he did, if not longer. And let this podcast go even further. but I will say this I, I don't know how much more of this podcast I can do And don't fear I'm still gonna try to to do more of this stuff. I mean if you're listening to this then you're probably yeah you're you're probably a fan and, and I am incredibly thankful for that. And I actually have met a fan, somebody that listens to my podcast. I don't know if I'd call him a fan, but they listen to my podcast. And um, I've actually known him for a couple of years, and he's he's an amazing guy. And that was a weird experience. <laughs> to Hey, you listen to my podcast. You listen to it. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so not to say any names, but um, I appreciate that guy an incredible amount, um, more than he knows And if you're not him, that's okay. I I appreciate you as well. Um, You know, I get it. You listen when you can. You take away what you can, and everything else. It's just everything else. So that's it for me. I'm done for tonight. I need to go to sleep. It's late-ish for me. I still have to edit this podcast and try to make it sound really good. In reality, it probably doesn't make it sound that much better, objectively. But I'm still going to put in the time. Put it up, and yeah, that's what I do. And continue on my day. So, you guys are amazing. Whether you realize it or not, it's true. Live your amazing life the way that you want it. But remember, the best thing in life is serving somebody else and not yourself. The more you serve yourself, the more you understand that it's kind of a doesn't do much for you helping others helps you in so many ways that you don't know and that's it for me say it again how many times have I said it it's over it's done adios